Hello and welcome to the ET PhD team podcast, the podcast here to help you with your relationship with food and body by giving you evidence-based techniques to support yourself with a sprinkling of feminism, a dash of dismantling diet culture and a side of vulnerability as we share our own messy lives with you. I'm Emilia, a registered nutritionist and PhD with the sole purpose of making your life happier and healthier. If you love it, please do go wild and share it. And if you're ready for support with our coaching, details are in the show notes. Hello and welcome to episode number 186 of the ETPHD team podcast with myself. And today we're talking about body image. I could talk about body image until the cows come home, which when I say that saying out loud, I wonder where that came from. Um, It's a weird one. However, I digress. I could talk about body image all day and we could run a whole podcast series alone just on body image. So this is certainly a specific concept of body image that I have been reading around recently and implementing with my clients in various ways and I thought it was a very um, nice topic to share on the podcast. I was recently reading this book called How Emotions Are Made and it has absolutely nothing to do with body image whatsoever but it explains this idea that there's this kind of um, old school idea right that we all have these standardized emotional responses and that these standardized emotional responses are predictable and in this book the author discusses how actually our emotions are built from our perceptions So our past experiences, our expectations and the context in which we see things. For example, if you saw someone's face that was angry, you could probably identify that that was an angry face in the context of being told that they just had an argument with their partner and um, then they showed up with this face. Whereas if you just saw this one face with no other context whatsoever, it would be less likely that you would be able to identify that just kind of from the get-go without any words given to you. Anyway, the premise is, is that we, our emotions are built from our lens. And this is something that I talk about quite a lot in regards to um, coaches who have maybe a certain lens of their own experience with their relationship with food and can often... um, project that onto the work that they do with clients and something that everyone has to be very mindful of but it's also you know thinking about day-to-day relationships if you've always been in relationships that have been toxic in some sense again I don't really love the word toxic but have been challenging in some sense it may be that the next relationship you get into well it is the next relationship you get into you see that through your own lens of experience and you have certain expectations that will be met by someone. It's like this men are trash expectation, which is just, it's a vile expectation. It's a vile phrase, etc. One time, by the way, side story, I said men are not trash on Instagram and I got banned for hate speech. You can say women are trash on Instagram, but not men. Anyway, again, I digress. Um, we see things through our own experience and the reason that this kind of ties in nicely to body image is that as a bit of a refresher, body image encompasses your perceptions, your beliefs, your feelings, your thoughts, 
and the actions that relate to your physical appearance. So there's these kind of four aspects. There's the perceptual aspect, which is the way that you see your body, the affective aspect, which is the way you feel about your body, cognitive aspect, which is the way that you think about your body, and the behavioural aspect, the behaviours that you engage in as a result of your body image. Body image is not your body fat level. It's very much about how we see, feel, think about our bodies and how we act in response to that. And that's why, for example, body image fluctuates so much with mood um, because how we think and feel um, and how we see our body changes in response to various mood states as just one example, right? So our body image is created if we think back to this idea that we are building our own emotions or building our emotional reactions from our perceptions and our experiences, etc., let's translate this into body image. If our brains create these emotions from our perceptions, your perceptions are actually driven only slightly by your visual input. Mostly, these perceptions are driven by your predictions and your kind of mental model of the world. And so of course, these predictions aren't always correct. So there was a bit of research in this book that I was reading that that highlighted that when participants are shown photographs, only a small portion of the signal that they measure in their brains is due to the photos specifically. Most of the signal represents intrinsic activity, what else is going on in their brain. So you might think that your perceptions are driven by this, what you see, these objective things, but in reality, your perceptions are anchored in your own predictions. And this kind of outside sensory input is almost just like a reference point. And when we think about body image, that's super, super interesting. Because our body image then potentially, or how we think, feel about our body is we often kind of assume it's all to do with the sensory input, what we're seeing. But actually, that's just such a small reference point. Important, and I will come on to talk about that, but it's just a reference point. And there's two ways that our brain kind of can resolve this situation for us. So if our prediction doesn't match the reality... Our brains can be flexible and change our prediction. So, for example, if we see our bodies and we predict that we are looking like we are maybe in a larger body than we are, then we see our body, we are objective and our brain can be flexible and change the prediction so that that's the reality now. What more often happens is that it sticks with the original prediction and filters the sensory input so it's consistent with the prediction so that we're right, right? So we start to filter what we see and that changes what we feel. And some concepts that we'll talk about on the ATPHT team podcast, things like body checking, things like um, societal messaging, cultural messaging, etc. These all alter the sensory input that we're taking in right so those things all impact our prediction about our body image and and our prediction about 
what we quote unquote look like. And this is where I'd like to introduce this concept of flourishing body image. Flourishing health is a concept that we use as part of the ETPHD method to support healthful progress with our clients and with anyone who listens to this podcast. It encompasses so many various aspects of health, relational health, spiritual health, psychological health, mental health, physical health, and it is a framework for health that we use when we're working with our clients. But there's this concept of flourishing, specifically flourishing with a positive body image. And it's this idea really that we have an awareness of, first of all, and a commitment to an attuned inner and outer life where our internal needs are, needs are met and the external demands on us are negotiated without compromise to our physical or our mental health. And when we look at this as a whole, it has two core components to it. The first core component is this kind of mindful self-care behaviour action that brings the awareness of our internal needs and our what resources we have available to us and our um, external demands and also a commitment to action. And then the other component of this flourishing with positive body image is meeting our needs, meeting our self needs with loving kindness and compassion. And if we can incorporate this awareness of our needs and awareness of this the kind of external demands on us and we can combine that with a compassionate approach and a mindful compassionate approach i.e well mindfulness is part of compassion but this kind of awareness then we can support our our body image the reason this kind of ties in nicely with this whole idea of this podcast around our perceptions is because when we approach but our body image with this kind of flourishing model, it can support us in changing both our predictions, i.e. what we already believe, and also our sensory inputs. It's this internal and external combination. And if we can do that, we might be able to change our perceptions of our body, which is ultimately our body image. Some research that came out in the 2000s, it was 2005 onwards, really 2005 to 2012-ish, proposed this idea of what they um, called mindful self-care. And mindful self-care has, again, these two core components. The first is this internal aspects of the self. So mindful self-care means that we target this internal aspects of ourself self-awareness and mindfulness, self-compassion, self-soothing, spirituality, physical and medical care of the body. And if we can target these internal aspects of ourselves that encompasses or is encompassed within this idea, excuse me, of mindful self-care. So how can we do that in relation to body image? How can we mindfully self-care ourselves in terms of the internal stuff for our body image notice I didn't say anything about taking a bath or doing your nails or anything like that which is absolutely fine if that's your self-care but self-care to me looks like 
self-soothing looks like awareness of your body talk etc and one of the most common places that self-care is forgotten when it comes to body image is body checking body checking is really it encompasses anything from taking our scale weight to um looking in the mirror to pinching our skin pinching the folds of our skin looking at ourselves when we're sat down noticing how our clothes feel too tight on different parts of our body that's all body checking right and body checking behaviors kind of exist on i like to think of them existing on like this continuum most of us do engage in some level of checking and some level of reassurance seeking when it comes to our appearance so something that people will ask on this pod regularly is like what's too much what's too little and this varies a lot but if we think about it on like this continuum like I said we have these two extremes at one end of this extreme of body checking people never check or seek reassurance for their body they maybe often wear baggy clothes they never look in the mirror they actively avoid looking at themselves or noticing their body and then on the other side of the spectrum we've got very frequent um, repeated body checking repeated reassurance checking which might look like um, taking scale weight every day or looking in the mirror every single day that you know for purposes other than say put on your makeup consistently asking or seeking reassurance from other people whether that be through conversation through social media etc and then somewhere in the middle between these two extremes we've probably got this kind of helpful healthful space of body checking and reassurance seeking which is which is fine, which is relatively helpful and supportive of a positive body image. And so when it comes to this kind of overarching idea of mindful self-care and body checking, what we want to do is make sure that we are engaging in behaviours that are kind of quote-unquote normal. Is that the right phrase to use? I'm not sure I can use that phrase. But, you know, you might check your scale weight once a week maybe. Or you'll look in the mirror to see what your outfit looks like and then you go on about your day. You want to be in this kind of middle range. So remember, mindful self-care also addresses this external influences. And so, again, if we're looking at a flourishing positive body image, we've got this internal stuff that we're tackling and then we've got this external stuff. So people who tend to have a more positive body image and who, quote, unquote, flourish in this realm make choices about their environment so they intentionally spend time with people who encourage healthy eating behaviours they don't expose themselves to social media pages that feel triggering to them that are all thin white bodies um, that promote things like exercise for calorie burn Um, they maybe have a social media feed that is filled with diverse bodies and stories etc People who flourish tend to have tools for dealing with challenging relationships. So are very good at setting boundaries, for example, everyone that's listened to this podcast. And maybe practice compassion with themselves, with others. People, these people also tend to be, have tools for managing like cultural messaging. So again, managing their social media time or there's some cool research around activism and how um, highly people rate on kind of activism scales tend and 
feminists as well, people who self-identify as feminists, appear to exhibit more positive body image because there's like this empowerment piece of fighting against this cultural messaging that can be quite problematic. And people who flourish tend to engage with others in a way that supports healthy ways of being within the self. Um, and so that might be not engaging in gossip, not looking at the Daily Mail sidebar of shame, um, doing active things with people, for example, going on hikes and spending time in nature as opposed to spending time with people talking about other people or um, criticising ourselves. And what's amazing about this concept of mindful self-care is that it tends to be reciprocal with positive body image and self-perpetuating what that means is the more we can practice this mindful self-care the more we seem to promote positive body image and the more we have a positive body image the easier it is to practice this mindful self-care and I was on a podcast recently where I was talking about the type of training that I do and I said you know I don't do squats anymore I don't do certain lifts anymore because I think about my knees and I'm getting older and I think that's hurt that hurts my body and I don't want to do anything that hurts my body and in the past I would have just kept training through all of that stuff because my body image wasn't great and I wasn't coming at my body from a place of self-respect but what that means is that helps me care for my body so it promotes my positive body image and then my positive body image then allows me then to continue those behaviors if that makes sense which I know I shouldn't say um And so we want to really think about, when we're thinking about our our body image, we really want to think about it from this mindful self-care place and this flourishing um, positive body image space. What's amazing is that we can change our perceptions, our body image, our body image is a perception, but we can start to change our perceptions by this awareness of internal needs and these external demands on us and doing so with loving kindness so so often we think that body image is fixed this is just how I am I'm never going to like myself I will always feel this way when I think about my body and it's not the case it does just require this awareness and this active practice and when we do that if we can change our predictions then when we see the outside world when we have these perceptions they're going to change in a positive way I think with body image it's one of those things that I see a lot that people either think it's going to stay the same like I said or just expect one day to wake up and for it to be okay for it to be more positive and that's just not the case all these things that I listed these internal things of improving your mindfulness and your self-awareness improving your self-compassion having tools for self-soothing supporting your own spirituality whatever that looks like taking physical care of yourself I'm going for my cervical smear later I I I told Emma about it and she said god I've never heard someone so excited to take a get their smear test before and I was like I just love that I feel like I'm doing something empowering for my health all of these internal things support that mindful self-care and support that flourishing body image and on the flip side of that all of these external things of managing our environment managing our social media activism, engaging with others in a helpful way, all of these things combine to support your positive body image. Notice there that I didn't mention a single thing about body fat or a single thing about dieting because 
Dieting behaviours are actually negatively associated with body image. The more someone diets, the less likely they are to have a positive body image. Now, this is not, I'm not against dieting, you know that. I'm pro-dieting for the right people, but it doesn't lead, that's not what leads to sustainable changes in body image. It's this stuff. So thinking about it today, how many of these behaviours are you engaging in regularly on a daily basis? And start there. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, if you did, please do feel free to like, share, subscribe and review. And if you would like to chat to me, then you can find details of my Instagram in the show notes.